Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael, and welcome to those of you who are listening to this in your cars or later on on our podcast or our call-in number. It is the first Sunday after Christmas, both liturgically and literally. Um, (laughs) So I am going to hand things over to our liturgist to tell you about stuff that's going on. Good morning. Uh, First of all, if you purchased a poinsettia, feel free to take it home with you today. Um, I will attempt to water those that are left and see if we can keep them alive until next Sunday. Um, Basically, in our announcements, um, candle order, we collected $510, which was an awesome profit for two weeks. Um, I understand our bell choir did a beautiful job Christmas Eve. I wasn't here, so compliments to the bell choir. Um, We have needs for our local veterans. I believe there's an attached sheet here for food pantry needs. Um, And as you put your Christmas goodies away, please keep in mind our Christmas past needs some items for next year's sale. So I think that's about it for this morning. So please stand if you are able and we will do our call to worship. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon us. Come, worship the Lord of glory. Claim God's praise among the nations. We are going to start with our opening hymn of We Three Kings on page 254. Sense to offer have I 
I forgot a couple announcements. Number one, there's no dance, no sewing this week, and no regular office hours. We will be checking in for emails and mail, but there won't be somebody here during regular hours. Please join me for our affirmation of faith. We okay. believe in God, the creator of all things, the giver of life, life and, and breath. breath. We, we believe, believe in, in Jesus Christ, Christ born, born Emmanuel, Emmanuel God, God with us. us. Baptized and revealed the most beloved Son of God. He sought to heal humanity by taking our brokenness upon himself, suffering for us, dying for us, being raised from the dead for our sake and for the sake of all the world. We believe that he will come again. We believe in the Holy Spirit, continually poured out, refreshing our lives, leading us into a new day ever birthing the church, the body of Christ in the world. This spirit is our sole companion and counselor of truth, reminding us of the gift of faith, the ever presence of God, and the promise of eternal life. Thanks be to God. Amen. God intends to unite all creation so that all may share in the promises of God's new reign. Therefore, with gratitude and joy, let us render tributes and bring gifts, for we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. 
please rise as you are able for our doxology. <clears throat> Glorious God, you led Magi, people of wisdom, to seek Jesus, your holy child born of Mary. Overjoyed in the presence of his radiant light, they knelt down at the infant's crib and offered him precious gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We too offer our gifts in gratitude, reverence, and thanksgiving for the birth of your child, whom you have called to lead the world into fullness of life. Receive and bless these offerings as joyful signs of the boundless love and abundant life we are called to share in Christ. Amen. And if you would remain standing as you are able for our next hymn, number 237, Sing We Now of Christmas. Now of Christmas Christmas, Noel, sing we here. Here are grateful praises to the babe so dear. Sing we, Noel, a king is born, Noel. Sing we now of Christmas, sing we now, Noel. Angels call to shepherds, leave your flocks at rest. Journey forth to Bethlehem, find the child so blessed. Sing we Noel, the King is born Noel. Sing we now of Christmas, sing we now Noel. In Bethlehem they found him, Joseph and Mary mild. Seated by the manger, watching the holy child. Sing we Noel. The King is born, Noel. Sing we now of Christmas. Sing we now, Noel. From the eastern country came the kings afar, bearing gifts to Bethlehem, guided by a star. Sing we Noel, the King is born Noel. Sing we now of Christmas, sing we now Noel. Gold and myrrh they took their gifts of greatest price. 
There was never a stable soul like paradise. Sing we know well, the King is born Noel. Sing we now of Christmas, sing we now Noel. You may be seated. It is now our youth moment. If I could invite all of our youth and children to come grab a seat, and I will join you down there. Oh, my goodness. It's so fluffy. You, lo- you have a new tooth coming in? Yeah. That's a pretty cool Christmas present. What else did you guys get? What kind of stuff? What'd you get? Ooh, new shoes. What else did you get? What about you? What'd you get? An LOL house. That's pretty cool. Did you get anything fun? Ooh. Now, on your hoverboards, are you going to get like all-terrain tires so you can ride it all around, the, around your property? Have your dad put on some big tires? Oh, yeah. Ow. Sounds like you guys had a pretty good Christmas, huh? Yep. Very nice. So, I'm going to talk to the adults in a little while about some of the gifts that some people brought to Jesus. They brought him gold and frankincense and myrrh. And I'm guessing that you guys know what gold is but you probably aren't too familiar with frankincense or myrrh, and that's okay because those aren't things that we use too much um, in, this, in, in our time right now. But it kind of just goes along that, you know, people give gifts around birthdays and Christmas, and it's a way that we can show our love for each other and we can care for each other. And, and we have a gift here today that we need to pray over because we're going to give it to our friend Molly. Um, you guys may or may not have met Molly, but she, she comes to our church, and unfortunately right now she's really sick. And so um, we're going to pray over this um, and then bring it to her um, to hopefully bring her some comfort, because you guys know when you're sick it's, it's no fun. You know, you just feel kind of blah. Um, and sometimes a, a nice comfy blanket can, can help you feel a little bit better, Right? Yeah. Gotcha. All right, so we got a couple things we're going to do. One thing I want you guys to try and do 
and between now and when you go back to school, is think about all the people in your life who are like a gift to you from God. So maybe your parents or your grandparents, your, your brothers and sisters, even though they might not always feel like gifts, they sometimes feel like a pain. Um, but think about all those people and thank God for them when you say your prayers, okay? Excuse me. So I want you guys to do that for me this week, if you could. Um, we're going to pray over this quilt, and then we'll do the Lord's Prayer, okay? All right, so if you guys want, you can come up and put your hand on it. You can sit where you are and just kind of put your hand towards it, whatever you feel comfortable doing. Um, and we're going to pray over it, okay? Ready? Holy God, we pray over this quilt for our good friend Molly. We ask that this quilt might bring her some comfort while she is sick and not feeling well. We ask that your Holy Spirit would also comfort her, give her a sense of peace and rest. We pray that this quilt might bring her warmth and also warm her heart. We hope that she will know how much she has loved how much we miss her and how much we are hopeful that she will get better and that we'll get to see her soon. And we hope that she knows that she can rest in the arms of Christ and that no matter what her journey looks like going forward, God is there with her and the love of the people here are with her as well. Amen. All right, Molly's going to like that. All right, can we do the Lord's Prayer? Yeah. You think we can do this? Yeah. You awake enough? All right, ready? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. One last thing real quick. I want you guys to know that as your pastor, I get a lot of gifts in a lot of different ways, and each and every one of you is a gift to me from God. So thank you guys for coming and for all the fun you have and all the love and joy that you share, okay? I think we've got some suckers in the basket still. Okay, and you got Sunday school. At the end of the service, I will... Uh, invite the rest of the congregation to come forward and pray over our prayer quilt. All right, if the rest of you would please join me uh, in looking at our prayer requests uh, in your bulletin. We are continuing to pray for all of the people affected 
um, in the Oxford community, especially the families who uh, lost loved ones. Continuing to pray for those who are suffering from COVID, um, especially the if anyone has been hit by the new strain. Uh, praying again for Susan, a friend of Sheila's who is battling cancer. Again, uh, prayers for peace and comfort for her. Uh, we are continuing to pray for Fred Bauman um, and for Wilda and Paul. Um, we are continuing to pray, obviously, for Molly, as I mentioned. Uh, continuing to pray for Andrea and Crystal. Uh, Luann is asking prayers for her daughters and their families. They are both going through some uh, challenging times right now. Continuing to pray for Scott, Diana's son. Uh, we continue also to pray for Zachary. Um, his whole class was uh, quarantined because of COVID, um, but I think they're out of quarantine now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but still prayers because that's no fun to go through. Uh, continued prayers also for her granddaughter, Jessica, who is dealing with a medical issue. Um, we continue to pray for Harry, who fell and broke a vertebrae. Um, he is in need of healing prayers. And we have prayers of thanksgiving and just what might feel like a miracle. Um, baby Layla, who... Uh, was born six weeks early and weighed only one pound. She is doing well. She is thriving. Um, did you want to share any more on her? That's all I know. I received a new picture of her yesterday with a beautiful little Christmas outfit in the hospital, and they were just tickled to death. So thank you to all of our prayer warriors. Um, she is um, on her way to hopefully going home in the new year. Um, and continuing to grow and thrive. Yes. Do you know, are, is she being moved to a hospice facility, or are they coming into her? Did we have any other prayers we wanted to lift up this morning? Okay. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. In confidence, let us pray to the Lord, saying, God of wisdom, glorious light, hear our prayer. Loving God, through Christ, you call us all into your covenant with Abraham and Sarah. For your church throughout the world that it may be a faithful witness, declaring your wisdom to all authorities. God of wisdom, glorious light, hear our prayer. The Magi came to King Herod in trust, but he betrayed their trust and, excuse me, and perpetrated unspeakable evil. 
for the leaders of the governments around the world that they may reject the way of Herod and exercise their authority in truth, justice, and mercy. God of mercy, glorious light, hear our prayer. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus fled before the wrath of Herod and became refugees in Egypt. For all those who suffer from political oppression, injustice, or war, and especially for refugees, God of justice, glorious light, hear our prayer. Joseph dreamed a future for his son and obeyed your will for his family. For all families, that they may live in peace according to your will. God of peace, glorious light, hear our prayer. The Holy Family lived with neighbors and received help from strangers. For our neighborhoods, that they may be communities of human flourishing, offering kindness to strangers. God of harmony, glorious light, hear our prayer. Hear all our prayers this morning, both spoken and on our hearts, gracious God, and grant us to live as heirs of your promise, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer for illumination. Spirit of God, in the proclamation of your word, reveal to us the hidden mystery of your love in Christ and strengthen our faith that we may approach you with boldness. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is Numbers 22, verses 20 through 30, NRSV version. So Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the officials to Moab. God's anger was kindled because he was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the road as his adversary. Now he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a drawn sword in his hand. So the donkey turned off the road and went into the field. And Balaam struck the donkey to turn it back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in, the, in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on either side. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it scraped against the wall and scraped Balaam's foot against the wall, so he struck it again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it lay down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and it said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me. I wish I had a sword in my hand. I would kill you right now. But the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I been in the habit of treating you this way? And he said, No. The word of God for the people of God, and you say... Thanks be to God. Our next hymn is Joy to the World, page 246. Let earth 
sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to is found, far as the curse is found, far as, far as the curse is found. He rules the world with truth and grace, and makes the nations prove the may be seated. Our second scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. This section of text is headed, The Visit of the Wise Men. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is the child who was born king of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men, and learning from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so I may also go and pay him homage." When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. Please join me once again in an attitude of prayer. God of all time, we praise and adore you for breaking into the darkness of this world with the glorious light of your presence a light which made your love for the world visible in the babe born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior, a light which guided those gift-bearing travelers from afar to find and worship the Christ child, 
a light which leads us to you now revealed in Jesus Christ. We pray that you will accept our worship for it arises from hearts and minds in awe over the enormity of your gift to us of pure love. And now may the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again to you all. This is it. This is the very last Sunday of 2021. Can I get an amen? amen? What a year. Although, to be honest, at least for me, the last few years have kind of all melded together, and I'm not really sure I can easily remember what happened when exactly anymore. I know a lot happened, but I'm not so confident in my memory of what happened in which year at this point. Oh well, just a few more days until 2022 and 365 brand new days waiting for all kinds of potential and possibility. This is also the final sermon in our Advent and Christmas sermon series, Angels with a Message. Throughout this series, we were looking at the various messages that were brought by angels to some of the really key people in the story of Jesus' birth. We had Zechariah and Elizabeth, the parents of John the Baptist, who would come before Jesus to help the people prepare for Jesus' coming and ministry. We, of course, had Mary and Joseph and their individual encounters with angels, telling them about all what was going to happen with this this little child they were going to have. And then we had the message delivered to the shepherds out in the fields who would search out this newborn baby who was set to bring about so much good into the world. But what now? Are we, are we done with angels and their messages? There wasn't any mention of any angels really in our reading from Matthew this morning. And the only message about an angel in our first reading from the book of Numbers was kind of dark and scary, to be honest. An angel of the Lord with a flaming sword, that's a little terrifying. I will say, though, that that is one of my favorite scripture readings, if for no other reason than the main character starts to argue verbally with his donkey, and that doesn't seem to surprise him at all that his donkey can speak to him. Um, it still kind of just makes me laugh. But what's left? Why are we still talking about angels? Well, I'm going to go back to our reading from Matthew and do a little bit of digging to see if we can kind of clear some of that up. Here we have the story of the wise men from the east who saw the star and have come to see this newborn king. And when King Herod, who was in charge at this time, when he gets wind of this, he panics and calls all the chief priests and the scribes together to find out where is this new king supposed to be born? And they tell him that according to the prophet, the birth will happen in Bethlehem. Now, the, the scripture reading doesn't say which prophet, it just says the prophet. And as you well know, there have been a bunch of those over time. And so there's potentially two different places in the Old Testament that they could have been reading this from. Uh, this phrase or declaration shows up both in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, and then also in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 2. 
Now, Micah is, of course, believed to have been written by the prophet Micah, um, who is believed to have lived during the reign of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, or roughly 750 BCE to 700 BCE. Second Samuel doesn't have any named specific author, but the material that's found there is believed to be from documents written and collected by the prophets Nathan, Gad, and Samuel. Second Samuel is set in the time of around 1011 BCE to about 971 BCE. But modern scholars believe that the content itself was compiled and composed circa 630 BCE to 540 BCE. Got all that? There's going to be a quiz later. Okay. So now that that's all taken care of, let's get back to our story. Herod, he calls the wise men to him secretly, tells them, go find the child so so he can go and, and pay his respects too. Yeah, right. Herod, whether it's this one or any of the other ones ever mentioned in Scripture, this is not a good person. This same Herod is the one that I mentioned on December 19th talking about the changes that that Herod made in regards to the temple that was causing all of the unhappiness and the fighting and the rioting. This is the same Herod who helped there be less peace the time of Jesus' birth, and would ultimately call for the execution of the firstborn sons of many people. Again, not really a great guy. But the wise men go along, and they find Jesus, and they are overwhelmed with joy when they get there. So they go inside, they find Mary with Jesus, they kneel down and pay Jesus homage or respect And then they proceed to present Jesus with treasure treasure chests of gifts. Specifically, they bring Jesus gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's a pretty good deal, right? When was the last time someone gave you a treasure chest full of gold? Or at least one filled maybe with chocolate coins covered in the gold foil wrapping, because that would be nice. Those are usually pretty tasty. Anyway, we read that after presenting the gifts at some point, they are warned in a dream not to return to Herod. And so they go back to their own country by another road. Aha, they've outsmarted old man Herod. Good for them. But where is the angel? Are angels delivering a message here, Pastor? Well, there are some that argue that the dream where they are warned to steer clear of Herod was brought by an angel just like in Joseph's dream when he was told about not divorcing Mary and to care for Jesus and her and build their family. But there is no specific mention of an angel, so we can't be completely sure. There is, though, very clearly, a message of warning being delivered here, and there's actually two. The first, we have the obvious message of warning that the wise men get in their dream to not go back to Herod and tell him anything. They are warned to go back to their own country and avoid Herod completely. 
That's pretty straightforward for the readers. But there is another message of warning that may not always be quite so obvious, or at least not right away. Remember the gifts the wise men bring. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Again, I'm pretty confident you are all familiar with gold at some level of understanding. But for those of you who are not familiar with frankincense and myrrh, have you ever wondered what those are? Well, the question in some people's mind is, are they as valuable as gold? Well, frankincense was derived from tree sap and was fairly costly in that time period. Frankincense typically has a pleasant fragrance and was used throughout Jewish history in animal and grain sacrifices. And I actually think I have some in my desk. I'll have to look. I had some. But don't get ahead of me here just yet. Myrrh was a preservative and liquid resin that, according to the book of Genesis, was used in the ancient world to protect the human body from decomposition after death. Some of you are already kind of catching on to where we're going with this. Yes, these gifts were expensive and worthy of royalty, which confirms the wise men understanding and seeing Jesus as a king. But the frankincense and myrrh also carry a darker meaning. Frankincense was foreshadowing of the sacrifice that Jesus would ultimately make for the salvation of the world. And myrrh would confirm his death in that sacrifice. These gifts, whether the wise men were intentional in these meanings or were simply bringing gifts worthy of a king and worth a great deal of money, these gifts brought a message of warning that one day Jesus would give his life to save the world. Now, I cannot imagine that Mary or Joseph really had any idea about this foreshadowing and I even wonder if when Jesus was hung on the cross, if Mary remembered back to those gifts and made any kind of connection there. But the warning is clearly there. Jesus was going to die, die a king, but still die to bring about of all of the things the angels had told everyone he would do. He would die to save the people from their sins. He would die to bring about righteousness and justice. He would die, the Son of God and Son of Man, the long-awaited Messiah to save the world. To be honest, I hope and pray that neither Mary nor Joseph caught on to any of this foreshadowing, as I cannot even imagine the sense of guilt or sadness that would have brought them. Can you imagine how they might have felt all the while holding this precious child, their firstborn, in their arms if they knew how the things they were told would ultimately be fulfilled? I can't even begin to fathom what that would be like, and I hope that no one ever does. But this message of warning is also still a message of hope and faith, and joy, and peace, and new life for all humanity and creation. This message of warning foretells 
the coming sacrifice that Jesus would make for the salvation of the world. Jesus didn't come into this world to condemn it, but in order that Jesus might save it through the love and grace of God. We have just a few more days left in the year 2021. I know that this has been a hard year for everyone. I know that last year was a hard year for everyone. And to be honest, 2019 wasn't really that great either for many people. But I hope and pray that these remaining days of this calendar year might be filled with hope and faith and joy, peace, new life, and the love and grace of God for each and every single one of you. I pray that for as challenging as the days of this year have been, that these remaining days would be that much greater for you and those you hold close in your hearts. I pray that you will all have a wonderful New Year's Eve and that 2022 might be a better year for all of humanity and creation. A year when we come together more in love and grace. A year when we might all see and show a little more kindness and patience and mercy and grace to everyone including ourselves. A year when we might see justice, the end of oppression wherever it may find itself. Neighbors, loving neighbors. And truly a year when we will finally see every single person the way that Jesus sees all of us as beloved children of God, all equal and worthy of being, mercy, grace, and love. It has been a rough year. It has been a rough couple of years. I pray that 2022 would be so amazing and fulfilling joyful for all of us that these past few years become distant memories and that we can continue to look forward to where God leads us in this world. Amen. If you would rise as you are able for our closing hymn number 251, Go tell it on the mountain. there.
Beloved children of God, let us go forth rejoicing in the light of God's love. May the love of Christ that shines in you shine brightly in the world wherever you may go. And the blessing of God, divine giver, radiant light, and fountain of life bless you and keep you always and forevermore. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen.